You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hello, I'm Dallas Johnson with Dealer Training. I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast today. And uh, I want to go over the differences between a retail dealer license, a wholesale dealer license, and a broker license. So before obtaining any of these three licenses, you're going to need to know the differences because if you are doing things with a license that are not allowed with that license, the state is going to fine you, suspend your license temporarily, or possibly even revoke your dealer's license. And if you ever get a fine or a license suspension, you have basically become a blip on the radar for the state's dealer licensing office. In other words, they're not going to you, they, they're, they're going to be keeping an eye on you from here on out. So you're much more likely to be spotted for any type of violations of state rules or guidelines after you have become a blimp on the radar. So one of the best pieces of advice that I can give you is to fly under the radar. You do not want to become a blip on the radar for the state dealer licenses offices. Uh, in fact, it's best if the state dealer licensing offices doesn't even know you exist with the exception of having your license. You do not want customers complaining to the state dealer license office, and you do not want to bring your attention to your dealership by breaking state laws. Do your very best to maintain compliance, and obviously compliance is following every state rule, law, and guideline. We are a very tightly regulated industry because we tend to be a very high-profit industry that has seen a lot of fraud. And unfortunately, a few folks have gotten their dealer's license to run criminal enterprises, so now the laws have been tightened for you, me, for us, the ethical dealers that are running a legitimate business. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So first, let's talk about a wholesale license. A wholesale license allows you to get into dealer auctions, but you cannot sell to the general public. You know, I know many of you want to get a dealer's license with the sole intent of getting into dealer auctions so you can buy vehicles at wholesale. Uh, And this license does allow you to get into dealer auctions, but you can only sell to other licensed dealers. Now, I see ads all the time for companies that are going to get you a wholesale license in their state, and they, they, they send you one or two dealer plates, and this does get you into dealer auctions. Now, I'm not slamming this process at all, but I have received calls from all over the country from law enforcement officers that want to know why someone, say, for example, in Texas has an Ohio, an Ohio dealer license plate. You know, I've gotten calls from Idaho law enforcement officers wanting to know why a person in Idaho is operating with a Wisconsin dealer plate. When you have a vehicle with a dealer plate that comes from a state that does not border your state, you are definitely going to bring the attention of your local law enforcement officials. And I'm not saying this is illegal by any means, but many states allow law enforcement to pull you over when you're driving a vehicle with a dealer plate, even if it's a dealer plate from the state that that law enforcement enforcement official has jurisdiction. So you know, they can pull you over in your own state with your own dealer license plate. And they will certainly pull you over if you're operating with a dealer plate from another part of the country. I also know that the state patrol routinely pulls over vehicles with out-of-state dealer plates that are traveling through their state, you know, on major interstates. So, you know, let's say, for example, you are driving down I-75 in the state of Georgia with a California dealer plate or a Massachusetts dealer plate. You're definitely going to get pulled over. Now, as I stated before, it's not illegal, but if they pull you over, hopefully you bought that vehicle in an out-of-state dealer auction and you're delivering it, say, for example, to your dealership. I've actually seen several states change their laws so a company cannot come into that state, rent a building with several offices, and rent wholesale licenses to out-of-state residents. I've seen this happen. Illinois, Missouri, Washington, Texas, Ohio, Oregon, and many other states have actually changed their laws specifically to prevent companies from obtaining a dealer's license for out-of-state residents. If you're currently holding a wholesale license from another state that you do not live in, 
Be sure that you are following that state's legislature and the bills that are being introduced nationwide because um, that trend is to ensure that you hold a license in a state that you've got to be a resident of that state. You know, for a while, the state of Washington actually outlawed all wholesale licenses because companies were coming in and renting Washington wholesale licenses to persons all over the United States that didn't even live in Washington. So you had Washington dealer plates floating all over the country. Washington actually uh, outlawed wholesale licenses for about two years, and then luckily they did revise that law later on and allow someone with a Washington driver's license to hold a Washington dealer's license, but it no longer allows license holders to that live in other states to hold a Washington dealer's license. And this is becoming the norm nationwide. In Ohio, a company was renting 50 dealer licenses to out-of-state residents when the state law only allowed two licenses per building. So they were shut down by the state of Ohio. There was once a company from Indiana that was renting a huge location in Missouri with about 250 licenses, and they were actually shut down by the state of Missouri as well. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Now, if you want to use one of these companies to obtain an out-of-state dealer license, in fact, I I think the state of Idaho and Wisconsin are one of the two final states that allow state residents from other states to hold their licenses. I think they're one of the two. And, you know, if you know any other ones, I certainly would like you to contact me because I'm always keeping track on this, wanting to know what states do allow out-of-state residents to have a license in that state. Or you can actually obtain your own wholesale license as a state that you are in. Some states allow you to have a dealer license at your home. Many states, however, uh, require wholesale license holders meet local zoning laws. Many zoning laws do not allow you to have a wholesale or even a retail license at a residential address. So you're going to have to ensure that you're meeting local zoning laws. It's pretty easy to find out your local zoning laws. You can just call your city hall, your county courthouse, and ask for planning and zoning, and ask for the office that handles zoning, and you can give them the address of the location that you want to have your dealer's license, and they will tell you that you can either have a license at that location or you absolutely may not have a license at that location because if it's not zoned correctly, then you can't have a license at that location. You know, many state laws strictly prohibit any type of dealer license to be held at a residence, and some states that do allow a dealer license to be held at a residence are very, very specific and they require that that license is in a separate building from the actual residence itself. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Now, if you do obtain a wholesale license, now, uh, but as I stated earlier, you will only be able to sell vehicles to other licensed dealers. If you hold a wholesale license and sell a vehicle to a person that does not have a dealer's license, you're going to get uh, your license suspended or possibly revoked, or at minimum, you're going to receive a substantial fine. States are very stringent about this. Wholesale dealers may never sell vehicles to someone without a dealer's license, including family members. Now, I've gotten calls from persons that say they want to get a dealer's license just to sell vehicles to their immediate family members, which is not allowed with a wholesale license. I've also talked to several persons that want to get a wholesale license to get into dealer auctions to buy vehicles at wholesale and sell that sell them to a business that they own. For you know, for example, I talked to a person that owned a large landscaping company and wanted to buy trucks at dealer auctions so he could sell them to his own business. You know, many states have laws that specifically prohibit selling yourself a vehicle with any type of dealer license, so you should definitely check your state law on this. Now, I don't want you to think that I am knocking wholesale licenses at all, but they do have their limitations. There are Many dealers out there that make a great living with a wholesale license, but there are not nearly as many wholesale dealers that are making a great living than the multitude of retail dealers that are making a great living. Now, on the wholesale side of the business, 
Think about this. You have to develop long-term relationships with other dealers, including franchise dealers that are selling brand new vehicles. In the past, when a franchise dealer took a trade, they would sell the trades to wholesalers. This is not nearly as common as it once was because franchisers are aggressively selling trade-ins now instead of selling them to wholesalers. And the franchisers are advertising to buy vehicles directly from individuals. So how many times have you heard those ads that say, we'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us? Franchisers are not selling their vehicles to wholesalers like they used to. In fact, the vehicles they are selling to wholesalers are usually trade-ins that are sometimes in like horrendous condition that you probably don't even want on your lot. So, so always be aware of this scenario. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I also know, you know, an incentive to get a wholesale license is to get into dealer auctions and, and buy vehicles and sell them to other dealers because that's, you can only sell them to other dealers. But I want you to think about this for a moment. When you get into dealer auctions, you're going to quickly learn that wholesale dealer auctions accurately track their sales data and give that sales data to all licensed motor vehicle dealers. For example, Mannheim, the largest auction company in the world, uses a program called Mannheim Market Report or MMR. So if you have a license, you're definitely aware of MMR. When you get your license, you're definitely going to be aware of MMR because this is a free program available to all licensed dealers to show the exact wholesale selling prices of vehicles after every dealer auction. So what I'm getting at, if you think you're going to buy vehicles at a dealer auction, mark the prices up and sell those vehicles to other licensed dealers, you might really want to think again. Think about this for a moment. Let's say, let's say you buy a 2010 Chevy Cavalier for $4,000 and you mark it up to $4,500. By the way, the markup on wholesale is much, much lower than retail. For example, you know, if I buy a vehicle at a dealer auction for $4,000, I guarantee you I'm going to mark it up three to $4,000 on the retail lot. But uh, you know, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about retail markups here in just a moment. So let's say you buy that vehicle at a dealer auction for $4,000 and you mark it up to $4,500. The first thing you have to do is market that vehicle to other wholesale dealers. So think about that. How are you going to do that? You're going to have to let those other wholesale dealers know that you have that vehicle. This is something that you want to think about. But more importantly, why is the other dealer going to pay you more for a vehicle that they can buy at the same wholesale price next week at the dealer auction? Think about this. A licensed motor vehicle dealer is going to have MMR. They're going to know what you paid for that vehicle last week's dealer auction. Why would they pay you a marked-up price when they can just buy that same vehicle for the same price that you paid at next week's dealer auction? This process is not a blueprint for success. Although obtaining a wholesale license may sound attractive to you, I want you to think about how you're going to buy these vehicles at wholesale and sell them above wholesale to other dealers. You might really want to think again about this. Now, if you say, for example, have access to some unlimited supply of vehicles that no one else has access to, and you want to just take those acquired vehicles and sell them through the dealer auction, that could be quite profitable, but I do not see that as being the norm. The biggest advantage to a wholesale license is that you are not required to have a lot. I want you to be aware, however, you know there are a couple of states that do require wholesale dealers to have a lot. I'm only aware of a couple. Almost every state requires, uh, does not require a wholesale dealer to have a lot. So maybe a wholesale license is for you, or maybe it's not. Let's talk about what I, where I believe the real money is, and that's with a retail license. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. The greatest thing about obtaining a retail license is that you can sell vehicles to absolutely anyone. You can sell vehicles to other dealers. You can sell vehicles to the general public. You can sell vehicles to family members. And most states will allow you to buy a vehicle at a dealer auction and keep it as your personal vehicle. I mean, you're going to have to pay your state sales tax if you want to keep that vehicle. But the great thing about this is you will save on sales tax. 
tax as well because you're going to normally pay sales tax only on the dealer auction purchase price, which is going to be thousands less than retail. So you'll actually pay less sales tax as well. However, I want you to be aware there are some states that do require licensed dealers to buy personal vehicles uh, to buy personal vehicles at dealer auctions to pay sales tax based on market price, such as Blue Book or NADA. So you definitely want to check with your state dealer license office before you license a vehicle you bought at a dealer auction into your own name as a private vehicle. Now, no matter what state you're obtaining your license in, to have a retail license, you've got to have that display lot. Now, each state has set a minimum size requirement for this lot. Some states, in fact, many states allow you to have only one space. There are several states that require you to have five spaces. A couple states require motor vehicle dealers to have 10 spaces. And I don't. I do know of at least one state that requires a retail dealer to have room for 22 vehicles. And uh, but the norm seems to be about about two to five spaces tends to be the norm. Most state laws require that you have room for the type of vehicle that you're licensed to sell. For example, if you're only selling motor vehicles, your spaces must be large enough to sell motor vehicles. If you're only selling motorcycles, then your spaces must be large enough to sell motorcycles. If you're going to be selling RVs or semi-trucks, then your spaces must be whole, must be large enough to hold RVs or semi-trucks. Some states specifically require your display lot be on the exterior of the building. States that do require you to have an exterior display lot will normally allow those vehicles to be stored inside the building as well, but they will still require a lot to be on the exterior of the building. Most states, however, will allow the lot to be either on the exterior or the interior of a building or a combination of both. Most states also require the display lot to either be the same address as this building. Some states will allow the display lot to be adjacent to the building, such as the, uh, the address next door to the building. I'm not aware of any state that allows a lot to be located across the street from a building. Uh, Many states allow a storage lot that is not adjacent to the building, but these states require the dealer to register that storage lot. And to my knowledge, all the states that do allow a storage lot do not allow any type of sales activity on a storage lot. So so if you have a customer that wants to see a vehicle that's on your storage lot, you are an employee, you would need to bring that vehicle back to your license location and have sales activity there. You could not just show that vehicle at the storage lot. So be sure to check with your uh, local state laws on the storage lot requirement. Some states will allow you to have a dealer license at your home, but this is not the norm. And the handful of states that do allow you to have a dealer's license at your home will make sure that you have, you know, you have to meet local zoning requirements. So if you live in a city, your city will probably not allow you to have a lot of sign and allow significant foot traffic at your home. Some states that do allow you to have a dealer license at your home specifically require the license to be located at a building that is not a residence. So it would have to be like in a separate outbuilding. This might work for you if you're in a rural area or you're in an area that does not have zoning laws or if you're in a city that, uh, you know, like a commercial district that you live in in your city or something like that. But in most scenarios, you're not going to be able to have a dealer's license at your home unless, like I said, that you, you live in some type of commercial area. So no matter what, you're going to have to meet local zoning laws, and your lo- local license location has to meet local laws to have a dealer's license at that location. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I am a big believer that a retail license is definitely the way to go. And I'm always always going to recommend that you obtain a retail license over a wholesale license. With a, with a wholesale license, as I said, you can only sell to other dealers, which really limits your markets. And as I stated uh, earlier, you know, if you think you're going to buy vehicles at a dealer auction, mark them up and sell them to other vehicles, you, uh, other dealers, you need to think again because dealers are smart. 
and dealers know wholesale prices, and you're going to have to somehow convince them to buy from you at a markup instead of buying that vehicle for the same price you paid directly from the dealer auction. Now, as I stated, there are some wholesalers that make some money, uh, but that's not the norm, and most of them have long-term relationships with franchise dealers. With a retail license, the world is literally your market. Anyone that can drive a vehicle is a potential customer. Whether that customer's you know driving by your lot, stops in and purchases a vehicle, or maybe you have someone that lives several miles or even hundreds of miles away that found your vehicle on the internet, and it's exactly the vehicle they want. Or maybe you're going to explore the lucrative world of vehicle exports where you sell vehicles to people in other countries. Now, I speak to potential entrepreneurs all the time that state that they do not want to go to the expense of finding a lot in order to obtain a retail license. Well, they're missing out on incredible opportunities because having a dealer's license is the world's greatest business. When you see what vehicles are selling for at a dealer auction and what you can sell them for on the lot, I think you're going to wish you obtained your dealer license many, many years ago. My philosophy has always been to buy a vehicle at a dealer auction. I'm normally going to mark that vehicle up about $3,500 to $4,000 over wholesale and then be ready to negotiate aggressively. However, you're going to be amazed at the number of people that will actually write you a check for your full asking price without negotiating. Now, this is not the norm, but those customers are out there. They do exist, and they w- and you will you will come across those customers. I have found a major negotiation starting point for many customers is to offer you, say, for example, $500 under your asking price and expect you to come back with a $250 counter. Even in this scenario, think about this. If you mark that vehicle up $3,500 over wholesale and then you drop the $250 off the price, you still make $3,250 on that vehicle. Now, you may not make that much on all your sales, and on some sales, you may only profit $1,000 or less in some scenarios. But you should be able to rent a location in a high traffic location, say for example, for six, seven, eight hundred, maybe a thousand dollars a month. And you should be able to pay rent on most locations with one low markup sale a month. So let's say, let's say you sell 10 vehicles a month. Then in this scenario, nine of those vehicles you sold will be pure profit. And if you did not have a lot to sell those nine vehicles to make the profit on those nine vehicles, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. So as with any business, you've got to invest in yourself to make money. No one achieves the American dream without hard work and taking a financial risk that will reward you. This is the world's greatest business. Now, a final type of dealer license that I want to talk to you about is a motor vehicle broker license. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. A very small handful of states will allow you to get a broker license that will allow you to sell vehicles to the general public without having a display lot. There are only a handful of states that allow you to have a broker's license. Uh, California and Georgia are two of the states that I know allow an actual broker's license. And, you know, if you if you know other states that allow that, I sure want to know about that so I can spread that word. But the broker license allows you to get a dealer license without a lot, but still be required to have some type of office space in a commercial building to conduct motor vehicle transactions. So this license allows you to sell vehicles to the general public along with selling vehicles directly to other other dealers. So a broker's license is a great way for you to get your foot in the door with a dealer license that will allow you to get into dealer auctions and sell vehicles. I do want you to be aware your profits are going to be limited with a broker license because you are more than likely not going to have multiple vehicles for sale at one time. You know, many brokers might only have one or two vehicles that are for sale. A disadvantage of this particular type of license is that you will have to store the vehicles that you have for sale somewhere. Maybe perhaps it's your home or maybe at a storage facility 
that you're using to store your vehicles, and that can also incur additional costs for your business as well. So you definitely need to check state laws on this because many states do not allow a broker license. So when you do have that lot, you're going to have that drive-by traffic. And another thing about a, a broker's license, I want you to be aware, you're going to have to market your vehicles, whether you've got them on Craigslist, Marketplace, Auto Trader. When you're a broker, you're not going to have that drive-by traffic that just stumbles across that vehicle that they want because they were driving down the road and saw it. You will have to market. So, But that is a great way to get into the dealer auctions. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, once again, my name is Dallas Johnson, and this is your Dealer Training Podcast. If you found uh, benefits in this podcast, hey, I wish you would share this podcast with somebody that you think that would help. I love helping people get into this industry. I am truly a believer this is the world's greatest business. I mean, you can get a dealer's license regardless of your background. Normally, you're going to have to take some training to get your license, and, and I am approved training provider in several states. But, you know, if you want to get your dealer's license, you know, just click on the uh, get license link at the top of the webpage there. And I hope that we can certainly help you get your dealer's license. It is truly the world's greatest business. I have seen persons from the worst economic backgrounds, you know, achieve financial freedom with a dealer's license. So I certainly hope that you are one of those persons that considers getting your dealer's license and hopefully taking your income to a whole new level. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, and I want to wish you the very best of luck with your business.